Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am Mike Rains, aka Poker and Politics, and I am joined as always by Sarge. Hello from the internet. And the mysterious L. Hello, my beautiful babies. First try. <laughs> Nailed it. Boom. The uh, hyper-efficiency and professionalism of this podcast knows no bounds. So uh, this week, uh, I have become a part, a bit of a story. And uh, thankfully, we're now all rich and famous because we have sold out and are now supporting QAnon, which is how you make money by being a part of this community, by aggressively grifting suckers. And on top of that, there's been a bunch of other mainstream media news about QAnon going on and all that other fun stuff. But first of all, we'll have to let you know that this might not be for everybody. Content warning there, friends. Uh, We're going to be talking about QAnon and we're going to have to talk about some some pretty grim stuff uh, over the course of discussing QAnon. So uh, this podcast is not for sensitive uh, listeners or for babies or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I would sooner die than reload another Zencaster. Uh, yes, I, agreed. I, I, would, I would literally rather uh, just commit seppuku here in, in co-op Japanese culture out of shame. Just walk into the ocean. You would be much like Ron Watkins co-opting Western culture for Japanese culture by wearing a cowboy hat. You would commit seppuku because you're a proud American. That's how <laughs> proud Americans kill themselves, by ritualistic suicide that was uh, done by people from Japan. Well, now, now that we've gotten through our totally professional content warning that was supposed to uh, n- not just be me vamping, uh, <laughs> but let's get to the part of the podcast where we, we beg people for their support to, 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 keep, to keep this thing afloat. Yes, this rickety ship that is taking on water could uh, definitely use uh, our listeners' help. Uh, and, and if they wish to do so, they can uh, tell people about the podcast, uh, just spread the good word about what we're doing here. And if they have some money to give to us, go to uh, patreon.com slash poker politics. Uh, if us cretins are not worthy of your cold, hard cash, which, again, I don't know how that would be possible 
uh, please go to uh, love146.org. And um, they actually fight human trafficking, which is something that QAnon's talked about back in the day, but then they gave up on once they realized that Donald Trump wouldn't be president anymore. So, yes, uh, help people that are actually fighting the real good fight in this world. Yeah, the most important thing for, for all of our beautiful babies to do is just spread the word because it doesn't cost you anything and helping us grow will help us reach more ears with our patented brand of slapdash nonsense. <laughs> yes, ours that and we're, that's, that's what us. we're really that's what we're here for is just the slapdashery and uh the crippling unprofessionalism which uh it's, speaking it's not of- unprofessional, it's just unrefined. It's like it's like <laughs> It's like all those aspiring filmmakers in the 90s that were just out there doing it with like handheld cameras. And, it's uh, artisanal. You know. yeah, yeah, we're artisanal. We're, we're like real moldy cheese. Yes, <laughs> that is exactly what we are. We're, like, we're uh, like that hot, unpasteurized shit that you can only get from like a chef friend that you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, that is going to be our uh, reality show project where we sneak into dairies and milk cows and then use their unpasteurized milk to make stuff illicitly and then sell it on the black market. Uh, I think it'll be, it'll be cow tippers is the working title, but we have some ideas. Bandits. Yes. Cow- <laughs> uh, we'll put up a poll if you want a cow tippers or cheese bandits, or if you have better ideas for our uh, wacky hijinks reality show. It's like moonshiners only for milk. <laughs> cow Advent- tippers sounds like an old Disney channel movie. Adventures in hell world presents colon. Cheese bandits. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. But uh, as I was uh, bringing up unprofessionalism, uh, the good people at uh, Uproxx and the Daily Dot uh, decided that I uh, am a QAnon promoter. And this was a very interesting and hilarious turn of events. Um, Mike got pilled. Yes, I, I, I have seen the light. I have realized that all of my previous uh, denouncements of QAnon were in vain and wrong, and that QAnon is actually right about everything. Before, and, where they were going, Mike was not going. But now, where they're going, Mike is going, and all of yeah. us are going. <laughs> yes, and hopefully I'm bringing along Sergeant L, because where we podcast one, we podcast all. Oh, I, mean, um, it, I see it, what you did there. Is there, is there money? Is there money in their hills? Because uh, <laughs> I, I could learn to love Q. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love Q and stop fearing the bomb. Yes, uh, Doctor Strange, a love with the uh, Q instead of an O with a love. That is our new, uh, also our new project. These people don't We're, know. Maybe the L in my name stands for Lynn Wood, and I've I've been pilled the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's his actual like uh, professional name is L Lynn Wood. I think he goes by his middle mm. name. How dare How dare you out me like that? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, uh, like, I'm like Banksy. That was supposed to be my greatest secret that everybody already knew. <laughs> I don't even know Banksy's greatest secret, but I'll have to find out one day. Bro, just, go, just Google search who is Banksy. It's pretty fucking obvious at this point. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, this, this guy, that's probably Banksy, because here's all this evidence supporting that, and he's like a weird artist. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. It was like all the people that were just that uh, that didn't know that like Daft Punk's identity was just widely known because it's just like 
you do know that at the end of the day, checks are getting cut to somebody that's not involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> the money. Yeah. It's not, yeah. not literal robots. Yeah. Like, like, it's not like, it's not like one of them's legal name was Daft and the other one's legal name was Funk. And that was what they were signing their contracts with. <laughs> so. If only they had done that, like the way uh, Teller changed his name to literally just Teller. But they needed to own the gimmick and just go whole hog with it. But, um, well, now they're not doing any of that shit because they broke up. Fuck Q's in the news. We're talking about <laughs> Dep- Punk's in the news. Yes. Yes, indeed. Dep- <laughs> Punk is dead. The world, has, the world has lost their French robot musicians. And we we, 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 we bitter tears. <laughs> There's only sadness. There's only sadness and uh, a lack of uh, French techno that we have to live with now. Uh, so at this moment, we are going to attempt to play the cues in the news bumper and see if Zencaster destroys that. So I, I, thought, I, I started riffing because I thought we had just abandoned the bump altogether. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of pre-bump riffing because I thought the bump was dead. Long, long live the riff. Long, yeah, long live the hey, bump. Zen, Zen, Zencaster batted a nice crisp 50% this week, so got to give it to them. Uh, it's really anyway, good. So, uh, so, so what's, like, uh, what's life like on the other side of the tracks there, uh, Mr. Mike Rains, now that, now that you've been uh, inducted into the spooky matrix by the groove? <laughs> I'm in all of these things. I now see the code. So, I'm... so who the, how the fuck did oh. you get outed as a supposed QAnon devotee? Okay, so what happened was um, the, uh, Jessica Toomer, uh, who writes for the Daily, as a contributor for the Daily for Uprocks, uh, posted a thing where you, you just do that this thing where you go grab dumb stuff you find on Twitter and whatnot. And she took a tweet of mine that uh, was me sarcastically talking about how Biden was to blame for the destruction of Texas. Ah, uh, yes, and- Biden and his diabolical weather machine. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and she took this and uh, published it as though it was actually a thing that I really believed. And then uh, because uh, God, the guy who has like the campy cartoon face of God avatar. And you know, has you've a, seen it on Facebook. Your, your right. aunt, your, your, your liberal aunt shares it. Yes. Your liberal aunt shares God's uh, witty bon mots and all this other stuff. And he has a community called heaven. Uh, my mom talks about it all the time. She's, she is my aunt and my mother. It's, it's weird. Don't, don't ask questions. But um, the whole thing is, is God being a plagiarist uh, grabbed her article and then further dubbed me a Q lever in his article. Um, this was brought to my attention by uh, people who read me on Twitter. I uh, immediately began yelling at God and Uproxx about this. I made God repent, which is kind of a <laughs> cool thing. Uh, God uh, did a cross out of my section and then put up an update saying uh, an earlier uh, an earlier form of this article uh, contained a uh, a tweet from Poker and Politics that was a joke. So uh, God got on his got on his wagon and fixed this. Uh, as we speak, I'm looking at the actual article on Uproxx from Jessica Toomer, and it is not updated. It has not been changed at all. It, I am still a QAnon supporter in the eyes of Uproxx, which is awesome. Alice in Wonderland, baby. <laughs> Alice and Wonderland. Uh, yes. So, so what's it like having stepped through the mirror, man? Like, how's it going? 
Uh, piles of money, uh, lunatics coming to me with uh, their ideas for why what Ellen DeGeneres said on her television show today is proof that she is about to be executed for uh, treason and pedophilia. How um, many uh, satanic child sex rings have you broken up? Uh, seven. Oh my god! It's been, it's, wow. it's been it's been it's a it's grueling. Uh, when I see Martin Geddes and all these other people talking about life as a digital soldier, I had no idea how hard the work was. This is way worse than I could have ever imagined. the The horrors I've seen, the things I've viewed, it, it it's it's life altering. It's truly devastating. Are you now uh, a Holocaust denier and believe all the Jews were sent to work on slave camps on the moon? Uh, I haven't gotten that pilled yet. It's close. Uh, I've, I've, I've been talking to some people. They've got. They've made some arguments, and uh, I I'm now willing to buy into ice Nazis the way Jordan Sather has told me to. So yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I, I'm good with the ice Nazis. Uh, I'm a little. I'm a squish on the whole Michelle Obama thing, but I think I can get there. Have you so, uh, Have you bonded with Aguman yet? <laughs> I have I have yet to do that. They're holding out on me. I think I have to be like a level seven Thetan before I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> because I, oh, because man. at some point, as a digital soldier, you will be expected to transform into a digital champion to save the digital oh. world. <laughs> <laughs> There's you know, no it, way it, Mike gets that reference. <laughs> too deep. But just just the, the, the fucking the look of deer in headlights. Yeah. Aguma. I eyes glazed over, having no fucking idea what an Agumon is. I was gonna let it slide because he rolled with it pretty well. But sorry, just start just calling you out, my friends. Yeah, you, you know shit about Digimon. <laughs> I, I, when you kept saying digital, I figured it was Digimon, but I, I don't, I do not know the lore of Digimon. No, so that, I'm your three favorite Digimon right now. Go, <laughs> no Googles. <laughs> Did G and Mon? They, they, they create the name of the title. It's right. it's like, you just you just asked them an impossible an impossible task, like because <laughs> if if you looked at the big titted angel Digimon, you would never in a million years be able to guess Angelmon or Angel Woman. <laughs> I, I, I think it's Angel Woman, right? Angel Woman, and then there's Angelmon. Yeah, is there and also is it there like a Devilmon too? There's there's did, Devimon. And did, then did, there's Digimon is real dumb. Digimon. Did, Digimon was for babies. <laughs> Devimon talks like Christopher Walken. <sighs> I, I I'm glad that we like we went past Pokemon, past Yu-Gi-Oh, <laughs> and direct to Digimon. Just just getting just being as obscure and as crushing as possible right now. This is I, hey, I, I love. You. I mean, I don't know. QAnon supporters are the ones that are talking about being digital soldiers. If QAnon never wants to talk about playing a card game on like while literally riding motorcycles around a racetrack, uh, then we can start talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. Digimon might be our most mainstream reference to date. Uh, it depends on where you rate the Blade movies, Blades 2 and 3. I had no idea we were this this obscure. <laughs> I, 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 this is this is I'm getting I was I, I was faking getting red pilled by the Uproxx article. You guys are actually red pilling me about oh, how yeah. com- completely off the grid we are. Yeah, well, we need we need to come up with a different color of pill to discuss when we when we start forcing our pop culture not to that's how it's throat. Blue pill, you jamokes. There are two pills in that scene, a red pill and a blue pill. But blue pill is supposed to be reality, you dumbix. Like I I'm not talking about like I'm, I'm talking about ascending to a higher plane of pop culture knowledge. <laughs> yeah. So you you're saying beyond ultra red pill? 
Yeah, no, like, no, because I don't want it to be red pill plus because that's gonna uh, then people are just gonna conflate us with conservative lunatics like they have already done with Mike Rains, which yeah. is ostensibly what we're talking about, right? And then like, uh, Sarge suffers an earthquake and is dead. Yeah, um, they well, uh, attacked my elbow. But yeah, we, we need some sort of like some sort of like fluorescent purple pill that we can give to some. Oh no, because purple pills that's a, that was a that was a D twelve song. And yes, green I was, pill. I was thinking yellow pill because it's because po- pop references or pop culture, which is popcorn. So you go yellow because that's my brain connecting. You, you want you want our pop culture knowledge to be a piss pill? Yeah. Yes. Hey, I, I I I don't know that we can do better. I mean, uh, anyway, let's lo- let's get let's get back on track. You're not really a, a you're not really a Q robot now, are you? Are you Mike Rains? Uh, please, no. please pop a mic right and say it ain't so. <laughs> it's not so, dearest L, my beautiful baby. It is in fact oh, not no. true that it is not true that I am a supporter of QAnon. No matter what Uprock says in their article that they still will not pull down, which is awesome. So yes, uh, <laughs> Uprock's mortal enemies of our podcast because like, I just love the fact that like these people took one. Uh, tweet i made and they didn't even look for any context or any information about me they're just like this guy said a thing that might be a joke it might not be nope QAnon supporter boom and that was it so like i am now like tarred by that in uh forever on the internet which that's is really a, that's weird. the heavy price you pay for having twitter juice yeah. This, yep. This that's my life. That is my. You, you, got, you got the juice on Twitter, and that makes you a bona fide expert. And uh, apparently, if that says if, if that if that means that when you say that Biden has a weather machine, it's true. And you <laughs> yes. and you certainly believe that there could be no sarcasm there. Expert no. QAnon expert Mike Rains confirms Joe Biden has weather machine. We ne- we never found out if he got if they put the pain lasers back in the Oval Office because uh, what would. That that's one of the things Q said that they took a bunch of tech out of the Oval Office before Trump got in, right? That yes. was like one of his first ones. So yeah, like there was like a, there was like technology inside the Oval Office that like Obama had booby trapped the White House. So when Trump came in, like he was going to get hit by uh, the CIA heart attack gun or whatever other kind of nonsense they were like making up. Yeah, they, they like, were like they were like the, the stupid White House Obama booby traps turned our ripped Adonis Donald Trump into this doughy orange loser. <laughs> that's the new narrative. <laughs> They hit him with the Lex Luthor fat gun. Yeah, it, it, it was like uh, it was like how Palpatine got all muta- mutilated after he uh, barbecued uh, Mace Windu. Like that was why he was all. That's why Trump is the way he is now. He like strode into the Oval Office like a, a, a spry buck seventy, like fit, trim, ready to rock. And then like the Obama fat race got to him. He was like, no, but it's a burden I shall bear for America. So <laughs> that's I, why that doctor said that he was the most in in shape president he had ever seen in his life is because the doctor was operating on pre Obama fat laser Donald Trump. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, then, and then, oh boy, and Obama definitely hit him with the leg enfeebling laser. And then yeah. so somewhere in an underground bunker, like uh, Obama's like tapping his fingertips together, going, you'll never be able to to walk down a ramp again. Hit him, <laughs> hit him with the, the bald laser. And that's why he has to have that med- majestic comb over. Yeah. Well, uh, so, Mike, now that you're pilled, you must have been enraged by this uh, 60 Minutes Q piece that was made for everyone's uh, grandmas to find out about Q. Uh, yeah, this 60 minutes piece, um, 
one thing that blows my mind about all uh, all media when they start talking about Q, they always say Q communicates to his followers through cryptic riddles. And I've made you guys go through like the first fifty or so drops. Were there any cryptic riddles? Did you uh, did you read anything that was like esoteric knowledge that was mysterious and tricky? No, it's oh, just I mean it was it was it was dripping with riddles. That's why we named one of them the Riddler, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, they weren't just dumb leading questions or questions that were unanswerable. No, they were riddles, and they were cryptic. They were mysterious. I it blows it just really blows my mind that they always use that terminology for what Q says when. If you are a mainstream media source and you are talking to people about QAnon and you are trying to, like, convey the shittiness of QAnon to people, you should probably just say QAnon is a bunch of failed predictions. Like, boom, that's it. That's all you need to tell people. And that you have your soundbite. But for some reason, they feel this need to be to give Q more credit than he deserves. <laughs> And what was really fucked up was they talked about how a Q and a QAnon supporter asked Q, "Hey Q, can you work tip top into the State of the Union address?" And then Trump didn't say it. Then you uh, a smash cut to months later when Trump is doing a uh, Easter celebration and he says tip top at the Easter celebration and. QAnon takes that as a victory. And right again, right there, you have the easiest thing. You have this layup to explain to people how ridiculous QAnon is. That <laughs> Q was given a task by a follower. He failed at that task. Then later on, Trump said the thing that follower wanted him to say, but it was months later. Q then says, look, guys, Trump said a thing months after you asked him to. And QAnon's like, yay, it's a victory. And it's like, this, like, no, you, <laughs> what you say is this follower asked for this, didn't get it. Trump said something later that was what they wanted. But again, months after the fact, QAnon took it as a victory because they're desperate. They're grasping. They will do anything to confirm their bias and make themselves look good. Like that thing makes them look bad. But instead, 60 Minutes is like, this happened. Look at this. And now, everywhere I go on Telegram, there's all these people who have that clip from 60 Minutes. They're like, hey, 60 Minutes, thanks for helping us pill, people. Hey, 60 Minutes, way for spreading the gospel of Q and showing that it's true. And it's like, oh, my God, like, how do you fuck that up? It's it's there. It's a, it's a gimme, and you blow it. And it's enraging that they can't get these really basic things right when it comes to reporting on this stuff. Well, it's I feel like a lot of these uh, these news outlets they they don't really care so much about the the truth of the nugget of Q, uh, and really they're they're just trying to spin it as something sexy that they can you know like Q's making headlines now because they, like of the his involvement in the insurrection like we can we can make some money off of this but they don't yeah. actually want to they don't want to discuss it in the same sort of terms that we do where it's just like you know like throwing it to the ground and just kicking it in the ribs because it's stupid and dumb and easily disprovable at every turn. They need to shine it up and make it seem 
like sexy and something that they can lead with. Like, yeah, like QAnon, a, a, a cryptic genius with like an army of digital soldier followers. It was like <laughs> it was like back there when they did the uh, back in the day when Fox or whatever did that expose on 4chan and like referred to them as hackers on steroids. And then like 4chan went and rallied around that banner. They, they wore that as a badge of honor. They were just like, yeah, we're a nun. We're hackers <laughs> on steroids. They definitely are. Yeah, it, it, it's just, it's really frustrating that, like, you have to make this bad guy more than he really is. But what was really terrifying is 60 Minutes is building these people up. And then they brought on a woman who was from the Department of Homeland Security. And she was like, oh, we had no idea QAnon was going to be violent. Like, before January 6th, QAnon never preached violence. We didn't have any idea about that. Who could have known? <laughs> what? <laughs> And it's so ridiculous because the the starting drops are all of the people you hate are going to be arrested. They're all going to be sent to Guantanamo and they're all going to get executed. Like the, the, the storm, which I talk about on the, in the segment, the storm is all about this and it's always been there. This is not some random thing they came up with later on in the mythology. This was always something they preached. And for this lady who is like um, part of the Trump administration who worked at DHS to be like, oh, we had no idea QAnon was going to lead to violent extremism, caught us totally flat footed and off guard. (laughs) I mean, it's like, what, what, what the, like, were, were any of you paying attention when Trump himself was talking about QAnon? None of you were like, maybe we should look into this and see what the president's like covering for. I mean, he did. uh, So, so while I, while I do hate, him as kind of a shitty guy uh adam carolla did coin a term for this uh that i'm going to use here but i do not just just because i'm using this term does not it does not mean i condone adam carolla you know existing uh this per- <laughs> <laughs> that person who's the the, the 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 department of headland security uh person that said that is either stupid or lying like in either way it's bad like that there it's like a no wins it's like no win scenario either they knew and they just turned a blind eye to it because, you know, at the end of the day, QAnon are conservatives and Republicans and, you know, got got to like got to give it to our boys, stand back and stand down or whatever. Or uh, they literally didn't know, which is like horrifying. Like, how could they have not? I know. And I'm just some random dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, the stupider lying question is uh, the only question you can ask here. It's it's mind blowing that this happened. And then they brought on this other expert guy who was talking about QAnon and they were like, yeah, QAnon's like a game. It's interactive. We've never seen anything like this before because this person has never gone on YouTube and seen all the things about Katy Perry's latest video, Illuminati Exposed, or Super Bowl Halftime Show, Secret Messages. The quote-unquote like ARG uh, aspect of QAnon has been around for decades in the Illuminati New World Order stuff. Like the whole idea that um, people looking for the secret messages uh, for, in pop culture, in uh, movies and television and music – backmasking that was part of the satanic panic like finding these things has been a part of this culture for forever so to be like oh i ha- we had no idea how interactive and crazy this is is again are you stupid or are you lying like what you can't be an expert that's being like interviewed on 60 minutes and not know this shit it's it's totally irresponsible 
Yeah, like yeah. I mean, so you you you've been interviewed several times as like an expert in this field now, and I feel like for the, essentially the entire duration of your research into QAnon, if anybody had put a microphone in your face and asked you to go on the record saying whether or not you believe them uh, capable of violent extremism, uh, your answer would be a resounding yes. They talk about it all the time. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, it's like their main thing. They want their political enemies to be killed. Like they want to literally uh, hang Hillary by her neck and shit. Like they're just deplorable. All they talk about is wanting to murder people. Yeah, like what's so funny is QAnon will always say, "Hey, we don't, uh, we don't embrace violence. We condemn violence." This is their big excuse. What they always are talking about is that we do not want to uh, kill these people. What we want is for some uh, external force, some DSX machina, to come in and do the killing for us. So when we talk about how we're peaceful and we don't want this to happen by our own hand, what we're really saying is we want to outsource the killing. We want this to happen. We want Q to do it for us. We want Trump to do it for us. And that is a very important part of this. They've never talked about how, well, Trump's going to win re-election in 2020, and then in 2024 we'll put up Mike Flynn or whoever, and he'll win, and we'll just keep resolving things through the presidency and the Congress and the courts in a peaceful, civilized way, the the way the American public was always intended to. No, but it was always, Trump's going to release the evidence of our enemies being monsters, and then we will kill them. That's always the payoff for this stuff. Yeah, and I mean, and and, and the only reason that these QAnon segments are even airing now to begin with is because of the the, the riot at the Capitol, which was decidedly not a bunch of QAnon supporters being very much hands-off nonviolent. So, uh, I mean, like, it, it's the proof is in the pudding there, right? I mean, when, when it came... When it came time for them to to kind of put their money where their mouth is and have like a peaceful demonstration at the highest level of government uh, to try to get their message across, instead they broke into the building and started looting it. It was just like, yeah, oh, okay, well, a bunch of those guys, their legal defense now is, I was acting on what the president told me, and they listened to the president because of Q. I mean. It, it all, yeah, it all comes back to that. It, it was the most blatant thing in the world. Spe- speaking of our glorious, happen. our glorious former president, uh, I've heard that there's some, uh, some, some Donald Trump and Supreme Court related news that, that Q's got its sniffer in this week. You want to explain that to us, <laughs> Mr. Mike Rains? So uh, the Supreme Court uh, said that the Kraken part. 1700 as it were is once again dead uh they refused to hear uh the protests against the election in uh pennsylvania and the other states Um, i didn't hear i didn't really hear anything about this which means that much like pirates of the caribbean 3 they have killed the kraken off screen yes they absolutely have done this uh there was a bunch of uh, protesting and anger on uh the on QAnon uh social media that their heroes, uh, Kavanaugh and ACB, did not uh, grant Cerati, uh, Cerati, or however you say it, uh, for these cases. Because you need four justices to basically get a case heard. And when this case got uh, rejected, uh, Alito, Thomas, and Gorsuch filed dissents saying, hey, we wanted to hear this. I mean, we probably weren't going to like rule in favor of it, but we wanted it to go before the court and let them have their day to speak before us. 
So it was really, <laughs> it was really telling that like Q, who had spent forever during the Kavanaugh hearings being like, Brett Kavanaugh's the linchpin. Once we get him in, the Supreme Court is locked, stocked, and loaded for the Patriots to start bringing the justice, baby. And because Q had basically called it quits by the time that uh, ACB got uh, got nominated, uh, he really didn't have anything to say about her. But it was obvious that like she was just the cherry on top of the Sunday of justice that was coming from the Supreme Court. <laughs> you sound like and the tick. <laughs> the spoon! But, yeah. uh, but, uh, but basically, uh, you had these two heroes of the movement get on the Supreme Court, appointed by Trump himself, and then the two of them are like, nope, hard pass on the voting thing. Yeah, you can go fuck yourself, buddy. So there was a lot of confusion and a lot of anger about uh, their their heroes betraying them. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that Trump getting to stuff the Supreme Court is going to bite us in the ass at some point. But like in terms of in terms of the sailing so far, it's been fairly smooth. It's, it's I'm, really, I'm, I'm, I'm just sort of like terrified of of when the other shoe is going to drop. Like when uh, they're just yeah. like. Let's go. Let's go take another look at Roe v. Wade, and then they're going to come in with the one-two conservative punch. <laughs> boom, boom! You, yeah. Like you, your your body is our problem now. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, but currently, like all, all of these big Supreme Court decisions have sort of been going the way of the good guys, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, down the road, I mean, it'll be very interesting to see like what things conservatives think they can get Kavanaugh and ACB to side off, side off on. I'm sure like Roberts is going to be very much in favor of corporate power, and they're going to do their level best on those fronts. So, I mean, it's the the court is not good in any way, shape, or form, but the court not being beholden to Trump at the level QAnon and some people thought they might be is a plus. And on top of uh, the voting, these voting lawsuits getting struck down or being denied uh, a hearing, uh, the Supreme Court also said that now private citizen Trump has to turn over his taxes to, <laughs> to oh, the New boy. York to the New York Southern District uh, so that they can look at them for uh, evidence of uh, fraud and whatever. Not will you? And Trump like whined and pissed and moaned about this in a in a press release, but uh, that's a thing that's going to happen now. He prote- um, he protested the decision in the way someone might if their taxes indicated that they were committing several crimes. Yeah, it indicated <laughs> large scale fraud. Yeah, I mean the thing about this is uh, the Roberts Court did Trump about as big a solid as they could. Uh, while still maintaining the veneer of actually having like uh, a separate branch of the government be the judicial, where they kicked the can of Trump having to give his taxes out down the road past the election. So they gave Trump the chance to get reelected without America or this grand jury seeing his taxes. But then, uh, but they also were like, by the way, you are going to have to show them to somebody at some point, idiot. So. <laughs> Trump got as good a ruling as he possibly could have on this front, and now he's losing when he has to lose because the Supreme Court's like, look, man, we tried to sneak you back into the White House for four more years before this shit hit the fan. Tough break on that front, but now now people got to see it because we have to actually pretend that we have a functioning democracy and a working republic with checks and balances. Yeah, so, 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 so tr- Trump lost the title to Biden, and now he was supposed to be like getting his, his due in this like other storyline, but now it's like... They're just like, hey, it's already been scripted out, dog. 
Like this is it for, <laughs> the, this is it for you. This, you got to take time. a dive. You you have to job here, and then you can march off and be pissed off about it, like Vader. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they uh, so basically. There's the one thing that's really funny about all this is QAnon is desperately trying to spin this as a win. They're trying to spin all of these things as good signs for the movement. And they've come up with these ideas that like, now they've proven that you can impeach a former president. Now you, they've proven you can get a former president's tax records. Now <laughs> Washington DC is crawling yeah, with these. military, military. This is, can you not see the signs? Can you not see the trap being sprung? And it's like, no, uh, all former presidents released tons of tax returns before they took office. Trump broke that protocol and it was like supposed to be a scandal. But our media like played it down because they loved Trump's dumb rallies and the crazy racist stuff he was saying. And you could always impeach a former president. That was always a thing that was a part of our uh, system of governance that you could like say that guy did a bad thing back in the day. And we're now we're going to poke him in the eye. But uh all these supposed victories that QAnon is talking about, you know what would have been better? Just Trump winning re-election. I'm just going to put this out there every time QAnon's like, hey, this is a thing that's working out for us. It's like, well, no, actually it's not. Your, your boy lost. Your boy lost the big one. And <laughs> you trying to wrap your head around how that's not a bad thing is hilarious and also stupid. Yeah. Shawn Michaels totally got him to tap out immediately. Like, let's not question it anymore. Donald Trump gets to be... <laughs> Furious at Vince McMahon forever. <laughs> yes, yes. The Washington screw job. The 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 Wisconsin screw job. Oh man, it's so great. That'd be awesome. One, one of the greatest I, I, stories in wrestling history. It's just so good. Yeah, so yeah. juicy. I, I, now all I can think of is like Joe Biden as Shawn Michaels sharpshooting Bret Hart, and I don't know who the Earl Hebner. I don't know who the evil referee is who's like ringing. It's got to be John Roberts. It's John Roberts as Earl Hebner demanding the bell to be rung, and uh, Vince McMahon is <laughs> Vince McMahon is outside the ring being played by George Soros, like yelling at, at John Roberts to ring the bell. So I, I think we can have I, I think we can have someone like make art for us of this. So if can... uh, yeah, for for those of you listening at home, if you have no idea what the fuck this is referencing, even if you don't give a shit about wrestling, like I don't give a shit about wrestling, <laughs> uh, you you should look into this story. It's just a like a high quality story about uh, like business politics, sort of like in, in a field where you wouldn't expect it. In in this case, the WWF. Well, now yeah. the WWE, formerly the WWF. Yeah, this is this is a actual, real weird thing that happened many years ago. That was uh, like I think that people are talking about to this day when it comes to like was it? Just, it's like the such and such screw job. It was someplace. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, the, the, the Montreal screw job. A Montreal. No, Montreal Screwdrop. Yeah, uh, like go ahead, are, go ahead and Google that shit, folks. <laughs> yeah, there, there are documentaries about it. Oh, it's. Oh, great. it's yeah, it's it's great. It's like it's like the it's like the Kings of Kong. You never think that Donkey Kong would be compelling, and then you watch that, and it is incredibly <laughs> compelling. So I mean, uh, hashtag Team Weeby. So uh, oh yeah, I mean, can... say it again. It's Weeby. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you, you, the, the folks listening at home might be wondering why we're why we've wandered off talking about Q at all, and that's because well. I hate to break it to you guys. Q doesn't exist, and QAnon is a lie, at least according to Tucker Carlson, who can't seem to find Q on the internet. Yeah, he looked real hard. He looked yeah. real hard. Yeah, so Q, uh, Tucker Carlson's uh, crack team of researchers 
uh, went searching on the internet all day before his show to look for Q and Q, and they couldn't find it. It doesn't <laughs> exist. So all like this is this uh, winking, nodding nonsense to uh, the people that support this stuff. That like, hey guys, uh, QAnon is actually a boogeyman from the left to make the right look bad. Because it's not really real. It's all just <laughs> silly nonsense. Those and lies your your friend keeps posting on Facebook, the, that's all a conspiracy to make conservatives look dumb. Yeah, I mean, oh man, can we can we get Tucker Carlson out there banging on the drum for us, trying to convince people that all QAnon followers are secretly Antifa like plants, <laughs> like yeah, like it, it, like not not just the ones at the Capitol riot, all of them. QAnon yeah. is bullshit. And anyone that says that they preach Q is secretly a deep state offer, operative high off of their face on adrenochrome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, and the best part about all of, I mean, that's, that's like kind of inevitably where the right wing will go with this. And like, I don't think QAnon sees that like QAnon being like, Hey, anyone who claimed they were QAnon that were, that were inside the Capitol building, they weren't really QAnon. They were Antifa. Guess what guys, that's going to just snowball back on you. And eventually all of the right wing is going to be like, guess what? QAnon is Antifa. Like it's, they're just going to keep no true Scotsmaning this shit until all of you are the bad guys. According to them, <laughs> it's going to, so it's going to be a big time Scoob in the gang mask off reveal. Right. It's like, uh, like, let's see who you really wear the whole time. Pulls mask of QAnon off. Antifa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's exactly what's going to happen. And I, my favorite part of this whole Tucker Carlson, I was looking for QAnon and I couldn't find it bullshit, is uh, Q in two different Q drops uh, links to Tucker Carlson directly. Uh, Q drop uh, 2123 has a link to uh, Tucker Carlson whining about diversity and being like, really, is diversity good for us? Or maybe we should mm. have, like, one common culture. Like, this Wouldn't is, it be it better is... if we just assured, ensured the, the purity of the white race? Waka waka, yeah. Tucker Carlson, oh, yeah. Tucker Carlson uh, took 88 words to express what he could have in 14. So, I mean, it's just, it is this long anti-multiculturalism uh, screed. And then he has another uh, Q drop forty four fifty four. It has a it's an article by Tucker where it talks about how we were being lied to about coronavirus and the max the lockdowns prove it. So uh, Tucker himself is part of the QAnon mythos. The the QAnon drop links to an article from Tucker Carlson entitled "What's Up with Jews?" (laughs) And uh, because that's because Tucker Carlson is a fucking monster. Yeah, him and Bill Maher. If anyone could just throw them both off a cliff. Oh, that yeah, that was one of my favorite things. Uh, I had this happen to me at my work a few days ago when a bunch of players were complaining about masks being bullshit. They were like, ultra-liberal Bill Maher says masks are bullshit. Can you believe it? And I'm like, yes, the champion of the liberal cause, Bill Maher. Right, nailed it. You you, you have found our leader, and you have found our leader <laughs> speaking truth to you. Congratulations, person who is just, I, ah, I just... Also, those old people are super wrong. Mask rules. They're crusad- crusaders that are fighting crime over time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and, They're and on that, that overtime guy- fighting crime. Fighting crime. <laughs> 
And that one guy had that mask with holograms on it, and he made that thing that was in, in unbreakable look like food for those giant caterpillars, and they ate it, <laughs> and it destroyed the thing, and he saved the day, even though his mask I love how, was I love how some, some of those vehicles were like genuine kind of transformations. Like, right, like, you know, your motorcycle gets, like, a propeller that pops out of the back of it, and it's like, okay, now it's sort of like a ghetto helicopter. Uh, the cars turning into jets a lot of the times are just their doors opening and some rockets coming out of the back, <laughs> which was pretty funny. But my favorite one will always be there was, like, a truck or something that, quote-unquote, transformed into a boat, by which I mean it shot a boat out of it. Like, I had that toy, and it was it was literally just, like, a boat spring-loaded into the shell of a truck. And you would like hit a button and it would like rocket this boat out of it. It was like, whoa, what a transformation. <laughs> It'll transform by just spitting this smaller vehicle out of the larger vehicle. Yeah, it's it's like when you eat a gusher and it transforms from the solid outside to the liquid inside. It's a big, yes. <laughs> it's like a right. wild transformation. That's right. Yep. I worked a gusher's reference into my mask. Man, you, I, 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 I like you out of not being obscure enough earlier and you're like, oh. Just wait. <laughs> I mean, mask yeah. might be a little bit obscure, but I think people still uh, people still no. Know that's what I'm saying. You you went obscure. Oh yeah. Well, I, th- I threatened to start talking about sectars on Twitter, but I honestly just don't know enough about sectars to. <laughs> <laughs> there's, not a, there's not a lot of sectars to talk about. I mean, I remember having a sectars book when I was a kid and being like, "Man, this is pretty cool." But that's about the extent of my sectars knowledge. And I was like, "Oh, they look just like me, but they've got big dumb bug eyes and like little antennas." <laughs> Anyway, so Tucker Carlson is an idiot. Uh, my show notes here have something uh, written down called Operation Lockstep and a question I was asking while writing it, which is, what the fuck is Operation Lockstep? Mike, what the fuck is Operation Lockstep? <laughs> okay, so uh, Lynn Wood uh, decided to jump into the Operation Lockstep bullshit, which uh, QAnon then aggressively celebrated and worshipped, even though right. uh, Alex Jones, their mortal enemy, wink, 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 uh, is a huge Operation Lockstep screecher, and Alex Jones is bad. But uh, Operation Lockstep is this uh, nonsense uh, that has been around for about like a decade or so about the idea that the government is going to release this bioweapon and then they're going to take control of, of our governments and basically force us into a di- dictatorial uh, hellscape. And they put this, these documents out there to admit this is their secret plan. And uh, the president of Ghana even grabbed a copy of it and read it to his citizens as a warning for what's coming and what coronavirus actually is. And uh, the audio of the alleged president of Ghana reading the Operation Lockstep Manifesto is bullshit. It's not true. It's not the president of Ghana. And the other thing about Operation Lockstep is that it is not like the Trilateral Commission or the Bilderberg Group or the Rothschilds uh, overt plan to enslave us all and to put us under their yoke. Operation Lockstep was just a uh, one of a series of scenarios that uh, the Rockefeller Group had created as uh, what would happen if there was like this devastating uh, cataclysmic event how would society react to that big event and uh, what are the possible outcomes? Operation Lockstep is basically uh, everyone becomes hyper-nationalistic. Governments uh, start overreaching to uh, restrict the rights of their citizens. And they see how much they can get away with in the, na- in the name of uh, public health. And like being like, well, we have to sh- lock this down because of the virus and whatnot, will you? Um 
And it's just one of four scenarios. The other three scenarios are called Clever Together, Hack Attack, and Smart Scramble. And those are the non-dystopian, like, hell world uh, options. Like, Clever Together is uh, society at large, like, kind of working together to make this work. Uh, uh, and Hack Attack is basically, like, just that. It's about, like, people now going into, like, cyber warfare and all that kind of stuff. So these are just like gate. This is just like gaming things out. Like it's like a war game that you hear about, like the U S military doing like a hypothetical invasion of Iraq. What would happen then? And you game out like what that hypothetical invasion would be. And then you play it out and then you see if that, if you, that you think that's reasonable or not. And what would you do to counteract it? Each of these things have little like timelines on them. Where, like in lockstep, it starts with like a quarantine restricting in-person contact, uh, intercontinental trade hit by strict pathogen controls, Italy addresses immigrant care gra- uh, caregiver gap with robots, uh, Vietnam requiring a solar panel in every home, and then at the end of lockstep, it says African leaders fear repeat of Nigeria's 2026 government collapse. Because again, that's like what they kind of feared would happen is that these governments would overreach and that the citizenry would rebel and there'd be revolutions against uh, the lockstep governments. Where, I'm not like, going to lie. Uh, th- those were not the type of predictions I was expecting. <laughs> like Vietnam <laughs> requires all people have a solar panel. Like, oh no, the government trying to get solar panels installed on houses, those monsters. Yeah, exactly. And free, like, uh, free solar energy, those Animals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Behold the government tyranny of renewable energy. <laughs> Will someone think of the children? Yes. So Yeah, but what, uh, what are they gonna do when their precious solar panels freeze over? Yeah, oh exactly, exactly. And like <laughs> it, so in Clever Together, uh in 2011, the global economy turns the corner. Uh 2015, radical US and China emission targets signal new era in climate change negotiations. Uh, 2025, Transparent International reports 10th consecutive year of improved governance. And uh, finally, Consortium of Foundations launches third green revolution as food shortages loom. So, like, like these things all have, like, timelines where they come up with ideas for what would happen and how it would all work out. And... Um, it's it's not anything real. It's not the secret plan of the Rockefellers to enslave us all. It's just you, you mean you mean it's not the Cabal playbook. It's not the Cabal playbook. It's actually Cabal playbook for for year ending twenty twenty two Operation Lockstep. Uh, right, you know, exactly. Classified. Do not give to President of Ghana. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He'll blow the whistle on us <laughs> if, if you let him see it. Uh, as a, a hack attack actually sounds terrifying. Uh, it ends with uh, India Pakistan water war rages, and then finally, warlords wow. dispense vital medicines to Southeast Asia communities. So, like, hack attack, oh my god, everything goes to hell there. And, well, I mean, uh, at, at the end, the warlords seem to learn a valuable lesson about mm-hmm. governance. Yeah, the, the, the yeah, much like the Yakuza providing aid to the people when the tsunami hit. Um, yeah, ha- it, hack attack, colon, warlords are the new Yakuza. <laughs> yes. And, uh... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And, so, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, so, so like, how long has Q been about this Operation Lockstep life? Like, is this like a new? Because because we we've discussed like several times previously that QAnon is just sort of this... uh, Q. I don't think has ever talked about Lockstep themselves directly. This is more of a uh, right wing, just paranoia thing. This is part of like. Uh, Agenda 23 or Agenda 21, whatever it is that's the alleged thing that the UN is going to do to destroy us all. This is like just like the kind of stuff that's been around for forever that um, permeates the zeitgeist. And every now and then some QAnon promoters like, hey, look at this thing. This is scary. I mean, it's scary. It's like kind of like how they hopped on to this March 4th is when Trump gets back in the office thing because they're always looking for like the next like excuse, the next pathway forward. And the March 4th stuff is like sovereign citizen bullshit. Like QAnon never talked about that ever until they needed an out. They needed a new goalpost shift. So they're like, let's just grab. I'm I'm about to, I'm about to blow your mind here, Mike. (laughs) Ready? Are you ready to have your mind, your mind blown? Especially because now that you've been pilled, you'll be more receptive to this. Excellent. All right. Ready? That date you just mentioned, March 4th could also be intoned as March 4th as in to move forward in lockstep operation oh, lockstep oh, oh my god the boys there we go that's right it's your boy L number 1 Q decipherer those riddles are no no match for me holler at me 60 minutes i got the decoder ring L the master baker truly truly the greatest of all of them uh, I don't know what to do. Oh, no, it's, yeah, the, the scales have fallen from my eyes. My QAnon could never pill, QAnon could never pill me, but L has. This is this is a revelation. The call yeah, was coming it, from inside my house this whole time. My wow. beautiful babies, never let any of your conservative friends hear that segment of the podcast, or else their oh. heads will explode like scanners. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. So, well, I don't think we're going to get any more any more juice out of that uh, Operation Lockstep than that no. one. So, I, no. I, so, but before we before we go out of our uh, our cues in the news segment, I believe Sarge has some more information about the the forthcoming movie from Ben Shapiro's Dry Wife Studios. So uh, you, you can you, you can find it. It's it's out now. It's called Run Hide Fight. Is the school shooting uh, movie that Ben Shapiro's daily wire productions acquired it's out now it is about a girl whose name i don't remember uh it's not important she has been trained liberty by- america yeah li- liberty fourth of july america bald eagle um she's I, been- I believe her name is chastity white <laughs> it's oh what's the gun girl that works for infowars uh it doesn't matter uh yeah. it doesn't matter 
she has been trained by her father to hunt and go around and be an awesome American. And so when five uh, other children invade her high school, led by one bad guy, they're, they're Hans Gruber. He's just a, a dumb uh, teen. He doesn't like accomplish anything. Uh, he has found the other misfits at the school. One like disenfranchised jock. And he walks into the school and he set bo- his bombs around. He walks in, and he goes trigger warning. And then he shoots somebody. Uh, and it's, it, it only gets better from there. And this school shooting, this purported school shooting goes on for oh, the whole length of the movie. I think it's in mostly real time. So it's like over an hour, which is not how school shootings work. It's 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 like a siege. It's like uh you know it's like one of those those old uh, action movies from you know not not just Die Hard, but remember when Die Hard spun off a bunch of like just immediate like imitators, and it kind of ran through into the nineties. I mean, what is speed if not just Die Hard on a bus? Am I right? <laughs> so like, <laughs> but this is like Die Hard, but also Columbine. Yeah, it's Columbine Die Hard, and um. So did you actually watch this thing? Did you watch this Soup to Nuts? I no, I watched a, a breakdown of it. So I've seen a bunch of, I've seen all the the pertinent clips. Uh, I, I mean, watched, how could you know what's pertinent if you don't watch the whole thing yourself? You, yeah, you could be missing I, out vital context. We need to do a, tri- a, twi- a Twitch stream of this movie at some point or something. Run hide fight. Yes, it, it's it's both gross and like suspenseful. Like there there are definitely worse movies out there, but it. Uh, the dad like gets inside and like he's a trained sniper. So when one of the school man, shooters... conservatives fucking love the idea of a sniper, man. They, oh they yeah, get, they get they, their dick gets so hard over the idea of murdering someone from a long distance without them even seeing you. They're just like, oh, that brown person is totally dead. They don't even know it. Um, yeah, he the dad gets close enough to the school that he snipes one of the school shooters. And he's not immediately arrested. <laughs> like they they take him into custody, but he shot a bad guy with a gun, and he was a good guy with a gun. And the cops let him get close enough, so he gets to just. Are civilians allowed to just own sniper rifles? Like, is there... <laughs> yeah, you can own a. Yeah, you can own almost any gun. R- illegal guns are very rare. I mean, I mean, I don't know shit about gun ownership yeah. because you know I don't really feel the need to fucking own a gun for any reason so like uh, i mean the the idea that like well you know i need the sniper rifle for self-defense or whatever or i i need to be able to when i hunt a deer i like to be able to kill a deer at like 1400 yards <laughs> like, I, I i really want the thing to be dead for a while by the time i get to it where i can start butchering it yeah. <laughs> i want to i want to have to walk like 30 minutes to get to that deer and see that's already being picked clean by vultures and other scavenging animals yeah you you, <laughs> you don't want to spook the deer because it makes the meat taste bad you know it makes the meat taste great 45 minutes of it resting to room temperature on the floor of the forest you killed it at while like a couple of squirrels pick at its wounds it's like mm, delicious yeah, yeah. it's uh no it's it's truly an amazing movie 38 minutes in she gets out of the school she escapes she she both runs hides and fights and gets out but then she goes back in Cops don't immediately grab her. She goes back in. She just had to, to leave the school. school for a little while to get more guns. So that yeah. she could go back in and be, and be more hero. 
She I, goes I, back I, in and uh, to save everyone else. She convinces one of the school shooters to join her side because he was just a doughy nerd who <laughs> main main school shooter kid convinced to join, and he immediately gets shot. Uh, she has a she has a black love interest, and he gets shot. So they're very woke. Um, this white girl has a black love interest. So Ben Shapiro's not racist. Oh yeah, just That's, just so uh, you know. I, I would definitely. But is it the only black character in the movie? Does that black yeah, character and, get he, and he dies? Yes, he gets get shot and killed. Excellent, well done. Yeah. Oh god. Oh yeah. At, at least they gave him lines. I appreciate that much. <laughs> Way to go for representation, Ben Shapiro. Oh my god. I'm gonna I'm gonna make our listeners cyber bully you into watching this full movie. <laughs> oh, no. I, you 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 don't you don't even have to cyber bully me to watch it. I will watch the full movie. That will. I absolutely think it's happen. only available on Ben Shapiro's fucking site. That's right. Cut him off a slice. Said <laughs> <laughs> that made your mfing money. Uh, oh, you know, God. Uh, but that that uh that that triggered line like the the tone deaf nose of it re- reminded me. Of, you remember that movie Bright that came yeah, out. Yep. Yep. And, and I had that fairy lives don't matter today line delivered <laughs> delivered with no irony by by Will Smith. Yeah, that shit was oh. bananas. So race, and, so normal human racism still existed in that that fantasy world. Yeah, even though even though orcs were the new black people, they just like or, or the new like you know uh, uh, Spanish immigrants uh, in California, yeah. like wh- whatever ally they wanted to be. It's like traditional racism <laughs> still existed, and on top of this, this specious racism that permeates it. Uh, you know what that all, you know what that all sounds like, and that that all reminds me of is a perfect segue to this week's surprise <laughs> segment: Alien Nation Nation, the oh. inaugural. It's happening. Here it goes. You th- y'all motherfuckers start out as playing. No, it's happening right now. It's Alien Nation Nation. Of course, can't talk about the Alien Nation franchise. It's it spans like a ton of media at this point. I mean, you've got the 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 movies and the TV shows and the books and uh, I think maybe some comics in there, but it all started with the 1988 seminal release of Alien Nation. It dropped. Th- this, is bo- this, is, this is before Batman 89, folks. It was the Wild West of cinema. Real, uh, real quick in Alien Nation Nation, when was the most recent Alien Nation anything released? Ooh, uh, I don't actually know off the top of my head. If you give me a second, I'll do I'll do a little alienation research while I, while I give you some of the quick facts about this incredible movie. I mean, first of all, like you recognize the names of some of the people in this movie, even though you've never seen yeah. it: James Caan, Mandy Patinkin, Terrence Stamp. Like those are wow. all actors that people know, right? That shit yeah. is crazy. And uh, for for a movie that uh, not a lot of people have heard of at this day and age, uh, according to the Wikipedia, it was met with quote mixed critical reviews i mean hey <laughs> who doesn't like mixed i mean that's how i like my 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 milkshakes you know otherwise it's just milk and milk and ice cream what the fuck is that the also uh also uh according like it made 32 million dollars I, I i don't see a budget list right here but 32 million dollars is like quote moderate financial success hey it, it did okay <laughs> it, it was a moderate success with mixed critical reviews so what are you gonna do about it uh, but it did, it did span, it did end up like spawning this big fucking, uh, media franchise. And I'm actually, every time I try to, every time I try to go to the, the Wikipedia for the alienation, like just whole shaboingo, it keeps redirecting me to alienation, <laughs> either just the movie or just the TV show. Uh, so, uh, I'll have to get back to you on some of that. <laughs> what was the most recent alienation shit? Uh, but I did, 
I did show up with some some fun facts. We talked about some of the fun facts before on the previous Whoa. one, but but so uh, the reason this reminds me of Bright is because the it's it's the far off year. The movie came out in 1988. Remind me, uh, mm-hmm. the far off year of 1991. That's right. Their big swing was three years in their future. It's 1991. <laughs> three years after Aliens showed up in the desert. Uh, and settled in Los Angeles and just tried to integrate with regular human society. And for the most part, these aliens are just like us, except for their bald, spotted heads. But they do have some quirky bullshit about them. For instance, they get fucked up on sour milk. I'm pretty sure I brought up that fact the last time I was talking yes. about alienation. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to mention, salt water burns them like acid. I, hate, I remember this. They, they hate it. They, they can't stand it. In fact, the end of the movie dramatically ends... Uh, with it's a, it's a buddy cop movie about a human cop and an alien cop having to solve some business, and it dramatically ends with our alien buddy in a boat on the saltwater <laughs> ocean. It's it, it's it's like that scene in Dante's Peak. At any moment, if he got out of the boat, his legs would disintegrate into nothing. He would be <laughs> ruined. That whole man's life would be ruined. Uh, yeah. So uh, alienation is a is a thing. Uh. I actually, I did not go back and actually rewatch this movie, but I kind of think I might for some future Alienation Nation episodes. But mostly, this was this was just an exercise in me telling y'all, you motherfucker, you boys not playing around. If I say I'm going to bring up a segment called Alienation Nation, there's a chance it's going to happen. Anything, yeah. anything can happen on the best of hell, uh, in the Adventures of Hell world. You're uh, definitely podcast. challenging me to make my podcast within a podcast, Cat's Lair, where I talk about Thundercats. And honestly, I think somebody on Twitter did try to harangue Mike Rains into doing another Babylon Five Five. That, <laughs> so th- that that is uh, that is one of our listener questions. I have been asked for another Babylon Five Five. Yes. Oh, well, it's it's convenient because I believe that uh, after our new segment, if I'm looking right, let me check my notes real quick. Let me let me type on a loud mechanical keyboard. Clack clack clack. clack, clack. <laughs> oh, I think it's. Time. I think it's time to investigate our swollen mailbag. <laughs> that sounds right by me. And we might as well just get into this with uh, Red Panda saying, can Mike treat us to another Babylon 5-5 this episode? <laughs> uh, the answer's no. The answer's no, because I sidetracked it with fucking alien. This is an Alien Nation Nation podcast. You, you, you're going to you're gonna have to wait for the Babylon 5-5. <laughs> the Babylon 5-5 five five is next week, and then Thundercats Slayer is the week after that. No, We're you, go see, into... you, you can't let them know ahead of time. If you let them know ahead of time, the enthusiasts will just skip to the episodes they want to hear. Yeah. If, if if we're going to keep reaching our, our niche our niche audience of classic sci-fi enthusiasts, they have to listen to every episode in the hope that this one is going to be the next one where they talk about alien nature. In hopes where this will be the one where they talk about quantum leap. That's right, quantum leap. Oh shit! Get 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 ready! Get ready for some slide into sliders. Our podcast, other podcast, all about sliders. <laughs> We talk about both sandwiches and the Sci-Fi Channel original show. Yeah, sliders. yeah, that one. We we eat sliders while discussing sliders. It's going to be a real treat for your ear holes. <laughs> oh my god, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. And don't worry, folks. For for those of you that prefer fantasy to sci-fi, get ready for the Beastcaster podcast. <laughs> it's going to be our tight five minutes about the Beastmaster movies, and uh, I'm going to talk about how cute those ferrets were. Uh, so get, get get ready for our, our slate of random bullshit. Podcasts. Podcast within podcast, Babylon Five, Alien Nation, Nation, Slide into Sliders, Cat's Lair, and Beastcaster, and you know, submit, submit some of your own. <laughs> yes, uh, and you've got the touch. My Transformers podcast. 
so yes, uh, any any dumb segments you want to type five on, uh, feel free to uh, feel free to offer them up to us, and I will then make it a uh, benefit of the five dollar Patreon subscribers. <laughs> that for five dollars, you'll get a type five, whatever the hell it is you want. We will just go off the rails. And talk about guys, it. give us your money. Th- throw your money in the bucket for three guys talk Giver, our five minute podcast <laughs> inside a podcast all about the Giver series. <laughs> wow. Yep. Are we going to talk about the live action movie featuring Mark Hamill? Yeah, I mean, Mark Hamill's in it. How the fuck do we not talk about it? Also, Giver 2 has one of the coolest superhero transformation sequences ever. Uh, homeboy like pulls up onto a cliff on a motorcycle, just jumps off of it in midair, and just goes, Giver! And that shit like, shoots out of his back and wraps him up real good. It was like some classic power. That shit was Power Rangers for adults. Yeah. I remember watching that shit on Sci Fi and just being like, man, Power Rangers ain't got shit on the Giver. The second movie falls off a cliff, and then we get into the. Well, he jumps off a cliff. I just, I just, I just said that the second movie literally jumps off of a cliff. <laughs> waka waka. Anyway, uh, thanks for your question, person who wants more Babylon Five Five. We'll see what we can do in future episodes. Which future episodes? You're just gonna have to listen and find out. Whoa. Yep, exactly. And uh, so, uh, one of our grand inquisitors, uh, Chairman Walkman, asks: At what point do conspiracy theories become destructive? Uh, I think it's when they Whoa. encourage like damaging and negative behavior and also obsession. I think when you just get – and the thing is is you can't dictate which conspiracy theories will do that because like you could get obsessed with the moon landing and then the next thing you know you want to blow up NASA to prove they're lying or something. So I don't know that there is like such a thing as like a quote-unquote harmless conspiracy theory on some level because – People are stupid, and they can take anything and turn it into a destructive and bad thing down the line. But uh, for the most part, I think like if you're looking for Bigfoot or the Loch Ness monster or Flat Earth or that kind of stuff, like in general, you're probably not going to go down a dark path. But like once you get into the whole thing where like the government is run by pedophiles who drink the blood of children, that's a conspiracy theory that's probably going to lead to some bullshit. That's a conspiracy theory that's probably not going to end well for most people. I think a so, lot of it has to do with the the point at which your conspiracy uh, beliefs begin to isolate you from your friends, family, and fellow man, uh, right? Because like you, you can believe something crazy and easily disprovable and not have it fuck up your whole life, right? Like if you believe in the Loch Ness Monster, you're just like, yo... In this lake, there's this giant dinosaur, and it has survived here somehow, and don't worry about it. And no mm. no amount of evidence will prove to me that those photos were not the actual real deal. But that's probably not going to isolate you from your friends and family. Like, you'll be like the kooky uncle that believes in the Loch Ness Monster, but, you, like, no amount of that is probably going to cause your family to, like, disintegrate around you. Damaging conspiracy theories do typically, like, turn you into an island and like sort of by necessity, right? Because once you feel isolated, you're more inclined to find other people that share the thing that's isolating you. And then you become your own community and bingo, bango, you've got your Jamestown or whatever. You know what I mean? Jonestown. So uh, Jonestown, what did I say? Jamestown? Yeah. I mean, you don't know that Jamestown didn't have a cult in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Jonestown. Uh, so, so I like personally, I, th- I think a little bit of the secret sauce is the, the element of isolation that uh, dangerous conspiracy theories uh, tend to lead to. Uh, for me, I think it's when you stop thinking critically about what you're looking at. Because I'll, I'll let you in on a secret. Old Sarge loves cryptids and stories about aliens, but I also keep thinking about them critically. And 
if you do that and you tend to stay safe, if you can keep thinking critically about something, you are usually on the, the safe side of it. Yeah, like who who wouldn't want like the like Big Man or Mothman or any of that shit to be real, right? I mean, like it would be cool. Like belief in that stuff just sort of like allows you to trick yourself into having a little bit of the element of like the fun unknown left in your life, where mm. it's just like maybe there is a Bigfoot. You, you like you can't tell me for sure that there's not a Bigfoot. A lot of people seem to think there is a Bigfoot. So like you know, in in my, in the reality I'm building for myself, there's a chance that there's some sort of majestic forest ape in Washington State just hanging out. And that's cool. Uh, but, you know, like it, it becomes it becomes more dangerous when uh, you stop adding like couching it in that sort of like thin veneer of rational thought when you're just like grabbing people by their collar and shouting in their face like Joe Biden has a weather machine. <laughs> I know the snow. It burns weird. Like it's fucking this is the truth. And you just can't get pulled down off of that ledge no matter how much fact is put into your face. Yeah, I think that's what one of the big things is that when you start like confronting people about your beliefs and you won't take no for an answer and you're like angry and militant about this stuff, like the vaccines are a microchip that will track you or kill you or uh, yeah, they're, they're using weather to disrupt our lives and to try to enslave us. Once you go down that path where you're telling people that I know the secret truth and you need to know it and believe it too that's when you can start like alienating your friends and family where like, they're just like, like uh, whatever dude, like let bygones be bygones. Let's go along to get along. And that's like the dangerous part about QAnon is the whole uh, great awakening. The whole thing that we got to pill people like the fact that it's so important to QAnon supporters to bring you into the fold, to get you to commit. I've heard so many people talk about, well, this woman left her husband because he was a QAnon believer. Why couldn't he just like let that shit go? And it's because the movement tells you you got to pill him. You got to get your wife to be involved. You got to get your kids to believe. So it, the the aggressive proselytizing that is part of QAnon's core beliefs leads it down a, a path where it makes it so you're or you are likely to get ostracized. You are likely to offend and alienate people. And that and the fact that also like you're going to be just raving mad about literally everything you see in the media and television, just the government's bad. Music's bad. Television's bad. Movies are bad. Everything's bad. Like it's hard to be a part of society when someone's like, Hey, did you see the new, uh, uh, you see the new Marvel movie? And you're just, and then you start screaming, Robert Downey Jr. Drinks the blood of children. Arr! It's like, okay, great. Wonderful. But why did we invite Bob to this party again? I mean, no, no cults are great aside from the ones that are the bad guys in our in our media, you know, like yeah. like the crazy ones in uh in uh, Temple of Doom, which is why I'm happy to introduce the Kali Modcast. <laughs> That's right, Kali Modcast is a podcast within a podcast where I we're discussing Temple of Doom. I mean, of course you fucking saw it coming. Like you, you're you're behind the curtain with me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that wasn't. Look, a look, dick. We're, we're we're pulling levers and twisting knobs together back here, sir. <laughs> It yeah. wasn't a dig. I saw it coming and I loved it. I, I watched the mine cart in that mine steer onto the track that was the Kali Ma cast. No time for love, Dr. Jones. Yeah. So uh, as his uh, second and later question is, what is your favorite Magic Gathering deck? Oh, that's a hard question. I mean, like currently or ever? 
let's just let's just assume that the the, the question is ever because uh, that that is easier to answer without boring people to tears. Uh, I guess uh, the, like I always have like a weird soft spot in my heart for my, the the Fire Main Angel control deck that I played when that was legal and mm. standard back in the day. Uh, you know, Zur's Weirding is just a fucked up magic card that like is one of those things that, that would never do anything aside uh, nothing. Or just squeezing all of the fun out of your opponent, and uh, <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a quite good deck that squeezed a lot of fun out of my opponent at the time, and I uh, beat many an ass at F and M with Fireman Angel Control. Uh, I was a dirty combo player, so I'll have a I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for Splinter Twin, um, and that that just broke a format for a long time. I would say that uh, the deck I played the most was Variants of Drago. Uh, at one point, I was the guy in my community that like ran black for a few Diabolic Edicts and some Lobotomies in my deck, and that was like my little variant of it. But I think my most fun favorite deck was Prost Blooms. I'm a combo, I'm combo scum like Sarge, and mm-hmm. I loved just drawing my whole deck into my hand and just hitting you with a Drain Life for like fifty. That was just the bees knees and the cat's pajamas. Yeah, I mean, I did uh, b- back when uh, back when uh, extended was a format or whatever. I did play Herkle Ball. I feel like that was that extended. Uh, whenever whenever I got to play Herkle Ball, I definitely played <laughs> Herkle Ball, and uh, Herkle Ball was pretty fun. Um, yeah, there's a lot of great magic decks out there. I think secretly the best deck, the the or the my favorite deck ever was a draft deck I did during Triple Odyssey block that had like it was just green red all the best uncommons roar of the worm beast attack shower of coals like a full place had a wild mongrel like that like that that, that deck was just uh, like I, i've never i've never i've never more easily beaten anyone's ass in a draft in my life than that 3-0 it was just uh, absolutely bananas a 4x wild mongrels an auto win in a draft jesus christ that deck is out of control <laughs> that's so good anyway thanks for the question bud let's talk about magic yeah. yes uh, our, our podcast was a podcast about magic. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and, uh, finally, um, trap Lord, uh, Flecko asks, why are so many people obsessed with making QAnon in some way Russia's fault? And I, I think this really comes down to the fact that people want a big bad guy to be on the other side of this mm-hmm. thing that, it just can't be that a troll on 4chan got hot. Like, it's just unacceptable that that's the origin story of this dumb mythos that we're dealing with now that led to people, like, attacking the Capitol building and very nearly killing Mitt Romney and slightly less nearly but still pretty nearly killing many Congress people, the vice president, senators. I mean, it's just one of these things where... If you don't know Chin culture, you don't know about FBI Anon, CIA Anon, Highway Patrol right. Anon, all these people that were doing the exact same shit that Q was doing and just gave up because it was boring to them or it wasn't getting traction. It was kind of inevitable that some dipshit was going to take the Illuminati story, add Donald Trump to it, and then make a stew that got people interested and hyped. And is Russia amplifying this stuff? Absolutely. I mean, there are bot networks to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the suggestion that Russia is behind Q is putting the cart before the horse. Q existed, and if Russia's got his fingers in it now, it's because Q is like obviously dangerous to our country, and foreign agents would seize upon such a weakness and try to do their thing with it. But like, it's it's not like it's like Putin is out there like posting Q drops, you know what I mean? 
Right, exactly. I mean, this is, uh, it was really funny because I saw a thing earlier today where like Fox News had a headline that was like, Khrushchev ordered Oswald to kill Kennedy. And it's like, this is kind of the same thing that it comes down to this kind of conspiracy theory is that, do you want this legendary president in our history, this like young, handsome guy with a smoking wife who was charismatic and funny and witty? Do you want him to get killed, be killed by some minimum wage working moron at a building who didn't even go out of his way to shoot the president? The president happened to be driving by his workplace that day. And he's like, well, if the president's going to drive by my workplace. Might as well shoot him. Who knows? And or instead was JFK murdered by like literally everybody, like every rich and powerful person on earth had a hit team in Daily Plaza <laughs> to kill this guy. They sure so, did. Right, exactly. So it's like, do like who do you want to blame for like this the the worst crime ever? Do you want to blame the Jamoke or the shadowy cabal? So by the same token, it's like no, Q couldn't be disrupting American society as a 4chan prank gone horribly wrong. It had to be the evil Russians, like, diabolically manipulating us with their evil Russian hood. And that's that's not the case. Like, we've read the early drops aloud here. And, like, if you were a state-sponsored, like, official that was trying to do this shit, you would have message discipline, you would have, like, an agenda, you would be concise, you'd have talking points, you wouldn't uh, have a deadline that you were going to brutally miss, like, three days after you started posting. And Q's all over the map early on. He's like, ah, not a lot of people are corrupt. Wait a minute, 70% of all criminal... All people in Congress are corrupt. Uh, it's not Republicans versus Democrats. Democrats are the monsters. I mean, he's flailing. He's just throwing darts at a dartboard. Three different times he quits. Three different times he's like, I must leave for my home planet. They need me now. <laughs> so, like, just to think that, like, that that was how, like, Vladimir Putin would have a Gru team typing into the fortune net message boards. It's, like, so bizarre. It's, like, such a ridiculous idea to me that, like, that would have been the plan. to like That would have been, like, a high-level, multi-million-dollar, like, for Russian intelligence operation would be so disjointed and slipshod. And, like, uh, I think my favorite sign of, like, Russian meddling was when Joe M. released his shitty anti-COVID movie. <laughs> it I got... Am. Yeah. It got signal boosted for like a couple hours. It was trending on Twitter. And like that was obviously a bot network. That was obviously Russian trolls who knew what Joe M was and what he was doing. And he put out his dumb piece of propaganda about the COVID lockdowns. And the Russian bots were like, let's amplify this. Let's give Joe M a push. Let's try to get him trending. Let's try to make this viral. And because his thing was like 13 minutes long and shitty and wasn't as cool as Plandemic or Falkaball or, or any of the other things, it got no traction and it died a death. So maybe we should get on that tip. Maybe we need Russian bots to, to amp us up. Which yes. is why I'm plowed, proud to announce our new podcast <laughs> on the podcast, Fools Russia In. Uh, in Fools Russia In, we are going to talk about how great the, the motherland is and how uh, Vladimir Putin's penis is <laughs> large enough to satisfy... Any crevice. That's right. Fools Russia in our podcast and then a podcast about how much we love Russia. Just just message me. Don't say it out loud in the podcast. Message me how long you've been sitting on that that pun because I'm very proud of it. Proud for you. 
I don't want. I don't want to let the secret. Oh, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm pr- I'm happy to reveal that I thought of it as Mr. Mike Rains was ta- was speaking his point, <laughs> and I was just politely waiting for him to be done before I trampled all over him with Fools Russia. In. I, I mean, love I'm pre- it. I, I'm pretty good at puns. It does not take me a while to formulate them. I'm not like a, I'm not like a like Holt on Brooklyn Nine Nine. I don't need like overnight to come up with a juicy pun. They just kind of come yeah. to me. That, that's going to be our new our new five minute podcast puns of fun. We're just going to be just all, all the time. I'd be terrible at that. I'm awful at puns. <laughs> yes. I'm not bringing a lot to the table there. You're, you're just going to you're just going to sit there like a stack of pancakes. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, thanks as always for your listener questions. Uh, yeah. This is the time of the podcast that you all know and love. That's right. This is L back to shill to ask you that if you want to support the podcast, go ahead and tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody you think might want to listen to three chuckleheads talk about QAnon technically and really mostly just old pop culture references for people in our target demo. And if you <laughs> happen to have a little extra money, you can throw it our way at uh, our Patreon account, patreon.com uh, slash poker politics or whatever. Uh, in doing so, you could join our list of uh, supporters, which is growing. And in doing so, you can reserve yourself a shout out on one of our episodes, like the shout outs that are about to happen right now. I'm going to toss it over to Mike to do our, our grim work of telling <laughs> you people how great you are for giving us your money. Go ahead, Mike. So, uh, yes, we have uh, two uh, new uh, uh generous donators on the $2 level. Uh, Molly V, who is a friend of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate uh, her uh, helping us out while uh, dealing with us chuckleheads in other uh, areas of the internet of sphere, as it were. Yeah, that, um, it actually means a lot because I, I happen to know that uh, that uh, Molly's career has been impacted by uh, the pandemic. So, um, like a lot of people's has, but to, to have to have her throw some chuckles our way really means a lot. So thanks, Molly. Yes, and uh, Manny C also much appreciated that you. Uh, sent me uh, this money. He also sent me some uh, information about various and sundry people in the QAnon community that I was like, wow, that was kind of eye opening. And uh, maybe somewhere down the line that will bear fruit, but we will, we will leave that mysteriously there. Well, th- um, thanks for, thanks for the dough and the info, Manny C. Yep. Yeah. And uh, also we have two new $5 beautiful babies. Uh, David R. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I think the five dollars are kind of like I don't know a, a photo in your wallet, or maybe a photo on your maybe it's the lock screen on your iPhone. And uh, finally, uh, Magic Window. Uh, thank you so much for uh, supporting our uh, fun and frivolity here on the podcast. Always nice to have more beautiful babies uh, trying to contribute in whatever way they can to the podcast, and that includes all the beautiful babies out there who are just uh, spreading the word by telling people, "Hey, I know a podcast where three idiots talk <laughs> kind of about QAnon." Uh, however, we understand that some of you might not be in a financial uh, position to contribute monetarily, or maybe you're just like, hey, these three guys all sound like they have white penises and are on easy mode in life. Why should I give them my money? And <laughs> the answer is, that's on you, boo. You don't have to give us any money. But if you're feeling charitable, you can go to love146.org and give them your money and help uh, combat some child trafficking and all that horrible nonsense that we have to have a content warning at the top of the podcast. Uh, because there's no way to talk about Q without talking about child endangerment. Although yeah. they don't seem to do much about it. But love146.org does do some shit about it. So if you have the extra money to spend and you don't want to give it to us, give it to them. Do some good in the world. You know, you, you, get, you get back what you put in, right? So put some positivity out in the world in the form <laughs> of some crisp dollarinos to a charitable cause. 
Uh, in this case, we are a charity as well. Uh, not really yes. a charity for legal purposes, but you know, we're charity cases. We're 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 a couple of we're we're a couple a couple plus one of bums. Uh, talking we are about, not legally a charity. I report yeah. we are not legally a <laughs> yes, charity. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, but, but please do not sue us. We are not yeah. a charity. Love one four six. Love one four six dot org is a charity. So you can go ahead and donate to them if you want. Uh, but I believe that is going to be it for another uh, quote unquote successful episode of the Adventures in Hell World podcast. Uh, I am the enigmatic L here for Sarge. Say goodbye to the people, Sarge. Goodbye, people. And Mr. Mike Rains. Say goodbye to the people, Mr. Mike Rains. Mr. Mike Rains says goodbye to the people. Uh, this is uh, Adventures in Hell World signing off for another week. Good speed, patriots. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.